It is the Friday edition. Hey. What are you doing over there? What are you doing over here? Tausch is in studio and making faces at himself on his video chat edition. The downtown Molly Brown edition. The, I'm confused. Jesse took the day off from our show, but he's calling Sock Prairie DeForest girls basketball tonight. Sounds like a young Wildy going around watching DeForest High School sports. Very big and uh, with the Norsky crowd back in the day. Yes, indeed. Edition of Wildy and Tausch. On 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, 100.5 ESPN Madison, 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam. ESPNWisconsin.com, the ESPN app, your Alexa smart speaker, and of course, WisconsinOnDemand.com and the Wisconsin On Demand app. I'm Jason Wilding Green Bay. Molly Brown is our cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we believe in better for Jesse. She is in the ESPN Madison studios, and so is... And I know, at least for now, our video stream is a private matter. But are you are you wearing are you wearing your Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin winter beanie? I am again, just to rub it in that I didn't get one. Uh, no, it's because it's cold outside, and I like wearing beanies. Baby, it's cold outside. He is the Packers Hall of Famer wearing his Gina Della signed. Authenticated okay. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin beanie. He is Mark Tauscher. Uh Yeah, I don't think it's signed. Uh, I, I'll ask Gina. Check the inside. Collector. Okay, maybe I will. A um, couple things. I was on Wisconsin's Morning News this morning on WTMJ, like I am every morning. 7.52. Exactly, Jason. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And our boy Pancake, the producer of that fine show with Vinny and Eric and the team, Pancake? They call him Pancake. I have no idea why I didn't ask. I don't need, really need this to This would be know. Greg Hill? Greg Hill, yeah. I think nice he used guy. To, One yeah, of the all-time awesome nice guys. Uh, they're having a baby. They're having a baby. Wait, Vinny and Vinny and Pancake? Uh, wow. Yeah, and Congrats Eric. to they're them. Through. They're having a WTMJ baby. Uh, they're having a baby, and it makes me think, is anybody else... On this panel, having a baby. Jason, are you guys having another baby? Uh, I would love to, but no. Okay. Uh, we are not. Anybody else? Where are you uh, going with this? Well, apparently, according to Rutledge and Hamilton, Molly is. <laughs> so Molly is having, and, and Jesse put on our, because he's such a grinder, he still filled out the show sheet. He put on, this is the first time uh, that we've had a pregnant producer of the show is that accurate because you've produced the show before and your due date is coming so you probably were pregnant you just didn't let us know correct uh yes Ooh. i believe that is probably the case wow. what? A fact so check i asked Jesse. this morning what's the protocol when do you decide because you tell your parents pretty early on you tell your family members pretty early on but then when do you start telling Molly? When did you start kind of telling kind of our some of the slappies around our office that you were with child? Uh, it was probably three and a half, four months. I think you got to get past like the first three months, you know. What's the due dates for those of us that were uh, this was breaking <laughs> news to yesterday? Uh, March 27th. Oh, I have I have St. Patrick's Day in the pool. 
as far as when said baby is going to be delivered. That is my husband's birthday, so How I hope awesome not. That wow, it's also Sydney's birthday. Like easy for you. You get a double dip. I've got like three birthdays in our family within like a matter of two weeks right now in March. So we'll see. So the question you have is when you're with child, dudes will never come up and ask you. Like just your friends that are, like, <laughs> except, doing, hey! except Kramer. And, and it's like, no, no, I'm just retaining water or no, I just haven't worked. Like, so uh, what's that process? Why did you stop working out? <laughs> yeah. What's the process? Because then it gets to the point where you also don't want people to think that you just, uh, so how do <laughs> you, how do you approach that as someone that's a friend? Uh, it, it's a dicey deal, right? I, I haven't had anybody come up and ask me, oh, are you expecting like that? I don't know. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but, no, I have no idea because nobody's asked me because they just know already. But then sometimes if you don't ask... Because, like, you, you saw me in the office probably two weeks ago, yeah, and you were it, probably it, like, ooh, I, no, what's no, going I, on I there? honestly never... But Put out once a few. I found out that you were pregnant, <laughs> I was like, okay. But I was never going to go, hey, when do you do? And you're like, no, I... What the hell are you talking about? Do for what? I, it was just nothing good ever comes. That actually happened to me. We were at a... Oh, Thanks post Thanksgiving game. We had just beaten Detroit, and we went over and we used to get together like we get uh, running backs, linemen, D linemen, basically anybody that was staying in town. We would go and do a big Thanksgiving dinner afterwards, and we'd have drinks and it'd be fun. Marco would host or whatever, and I won't say who, but there was a teammate's wife, and I said. Hey, when is the baby due? And she didn't say anything. Oh and my about God. three minutes later, she brings out a little baby and hands the baby to me. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really know what to say because I, it's, it wasn't that big of a miss. They had the baby. Sure. I, how am I supposed to know that it was, it was, you know, the baby happened like a week ago? Was that a, was that an IPT by me? Uh, uh, I mean, first of all, how close were you with this teammate that I you weren't close. aware that the I baby mean, had I mean, arrived already? I, I just, I guess, well, I just got done playing a game. My mind was, I had some drinks. Some of maybe my mind wasn't as mm. in tune as it should have been. But she was not a happy camper, I, and it was kind of a. I think she was annoyed that I asked. It was like a week after. You're not like everything isn't like boom. Uh, it's not uh, bam. It's you not all I mean? the weight falls off. Yeah, you're, that's true. Right. Um, well, I got to. <sighs> so we can agree. It's never a good idea. Jason, if you came down uh, and stopped in the ESPN Madison studios and you saw Molly, it would have never been, even if she had a monster like baby bump, it would never be good for you to say, oh, when do you do? Because there's no winning in that scenario. Is that No fair? doubt. So, so I was actually down there, if you recall. On January, know, and, you, and you said, "Boy, Molly's had a lot of donuts." <laughs> it seems like she. What has have you been eating? Molly, <laughs> you been doing? Molly, have you talked to LabCorp? They're doing some studies right now. Uh, well, of course, you know that you can't be childbearing. Not childbearing here. Yes, I, I wanted to make sure you got trial. that in. Like, yeah. Come on. Um, so I was down there on January twenty seventh, a day that will live it in for me because that was the day that our friend Joe Thomas 
A, that nobody has ever us. eaten more brisket than Jason Wildey that day. Uh, I think it was more the sausage with the jalapeno and the cheese in it, actually, from Mission Barbecue. But that was the day, A, that our friend Joe Thomas came to visit us and brought Mission Barbecue. And B, he left the ESPN Madison Studios, went home, and a few hours later, Walter Jones was on his doorstep to let him know that he was in the Hall of Fame. Molly was in the office that day. Yeah, she works here, so she it, actually cor- shows up. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I am not always in the office that day. And sometimes people have meetings and they're not in the office when I'm in the office. Thank you very much. But she was there, but she was seated at her desk. So I said, hello. We exchanged pleasantries. I said, it was great to see her. She never stood up in my presence. So there was no, I was, if she was, if she had a baby bump. I was unaware of it. So yesterday, when Jesse informed us of this groundbreaking Wildey and Tausch moment, which isn't even groundbreaking, no, it's because just she now produced them yeah, publicly. It's, yeah, it's correct. I was totally unaware. And as we were getting ready to start the show, I actually asked her off air, "Is this something that has been cleared for public consumption?" What did she say? Because I did not get that clear. No, I'm aware that you did it. Fortunately, she said, yes, we've already discussed it on Rutledge and Hamilton, which fans can listen to from 2 till 4 on ESPN It's our current producer's favorite show, and it's our normal producer's favorite show. It's not our normal producer's favorite show. He's still very bitter that he's not the host with the gold medalist. No, I'm saying he likes that show better than this show. He's been on record saying that on Rutledge and Hamilton. So... Just so you know. Mm. Mm. Uh, all right. So now that we know Molly is having a baby, and we, I think you found out what you're having. We had a big baby party uh, in the office the other day. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Is that called a baby that. shower? Or what? Yeah, I guess we can okay. call it that. Cake Why do they call it a shower? I don't know. You shower them we with gifts? We shower them with gifts? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm in a little bit of a conundrum. Sarah's oh, taking a couple days for a girl's day. Uh, she's got like a girl's, co- you know, whatever you call it. They, they went off to... A trip? Yeah, they went off. So, And I can always tell, I think she understands I have strengths and I have weaknesses. And I always feel like she's very nervous whenever she leaves the kids just with me. Like Grandma's when- gone. You know, grandma's a big helper. She does a lot. She's on a fabulous trip so it's just me and the crew no safety net no safety net it's buyer beware type of deal and i could tell you know she makes some soup before she like i think she feels like i'm not going to feed them and it, it is it going to be different absolutely it's not as regimented as when sarah's here but i was when i was talking to the crew this morning on wisconsin's morning news i did bring this up and i'm Sarah is vital to what goes on in our house. Everybody knows that. Yes. Do I make her feel like it is smooth sailing when she's gone? Or do I make sure she knows how important she is via leaving laundry and leaving dirty dishes and maybe not getting the garbage out? And just be like, we just can't function without you. What's that balance? Because I kind of am struggling with it. I thought this morning, do I clean the kitchen up real nice before she gets back, or do I leave dishes skewn and say, man, we just don't know. We can't function without you. How would you handle that? Is this a real question? Yeah. No, it's very real. 
All right, don't leave dishes strewn about as your way of showing her that you guys can't live without her. Do you understand her. where I'm coming from on this, or I, is this just I, you thinking I, I'm a lazy I, you know, POS and not... I, I, I understand perfectly where you're coming from. I it's agree. My uncle, it's the old Uncle Leon, my old Uncle Leon, who never wanted to get do a bunch of farm chores. He'd just do them real poorly, and then... Well, we can't let him do those because and then you end up not doing it. You end up going to be able to have margaritas on the beach because you don't have to worry about handling any of the chores. Did you ever did you ever say to him, Uncle Leon? No. Or no. Okay. I didn't. No. All right. Um All right, first of all, I think there's a way to both let her know that you haven't completely ruined your children's lives in the 3 days she's gone while also letting her know that the place just does not function properly without but her. What better without way than leaving to, your dishes? What better way about than to just say, "Look at said. this. We can't get this no. done without." No, please don't. You do don't that. think that's a good idea? No, please don't do that. Just tell her how much, it, how different, and, and how how hard it was to function without your big. Toe. Yeah, but just like She's in the your Rogers, Hulka. just like in the Rogers situation. Don't tell me. Show me. By doing this, I feel like I'm showing her how much we need her. She knows. This but is it's the good most to be jacked up theory that Molly, I've ever heard. how do you heard. look at it? Uh, you know, you're an expectant mother, and I know it's you got a long process, but wouldn't you feel loved if you come <laughs> home and your house you is just filthy and it's we just don't, we can't function? Or do you look at your husband and say? Why don't you get your blank together and get the house cleaned up? I want to come home to a clean house. If dirty dishes and a dirty house are a sign of love, then I feel loved every single day, honestly. Well, there you go. But I think your best bet, because coming home from a trip, totally different animal, I feel like. I think you should make everything as best you can clean it. Dishes that clean. That is what we did. And then Just give for her the record. What about like a card saying like, holy Ooh. cow, you flowers. do so much. Yeah, we got flowers for mm-hmm. her. There yep. you go. But no card. But flowers. Flowers and as clean as we could get the house before we did. So I feel like... We- She's returning today? Uh, it's Yeah, sometime today or maybe early tomorrow. I don't so think, no wonder you were so bitter about the snow day. No, I was fine with the snow day. Uh, uh, hey, is it crazy for me to want my kids to go to school? <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started. I don't want to even get started. All right. I feel like uh, one of the great things about you, and there's a long list, but one of the great things about you is your authenticity. There is no way that you are this dim-witted to have thought that leaving dishes strewn about would be a demonstration of need and love. Strewn about. I thought about it. I recognized. And you dismissed it. I didn't dismiss wisely. it. No, Thank I didn't dismiss you. it. I made a choice. Because I honestly, uh, this is because, you know what, everybody thinks, oh, so what? relationships, there's a one-way fits all. There's not. Some nobody people, nobody thinks that. No, nobody people, thinks no, relationships are think, one. Well, having a clean house and doing this. There are some people that really want to feel it. That, man, this place can't function without me. I feel like if that was the case, I think there'd be a little bit of, this is ridiculous, but also a part of, no. Part of Sarah would be beaming with pride no. when she comes in and the mail hasn't been picked up and the dishes are thrown and the laundry's not done. I think part of it would be like, hmm, God, this place can't. I, I am really needed here. I feel like that. It, 
You, you think that's crazy talk? Trust me, she knows how much she's needed in your house. She doesn't need those demonstrations. She needs to come home to an organized set. And, and everyone knows it won't be as good as if she had done it. She knows that. You know that. The kids know that. Thank you for your service, cleaning up your dishes. So did you do laundry? No. Ah, okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? What are, who are what we is kidding? This, amateur hour? No, no, I did not do laundry. What, right. I, what I did do is I made sure the house was nice and warm. All the all that cash stayed in. It didn't blow out those windows because we always have pillow windows and doors in our home and everywhere you look. Groceries. We didn't we didn't make any eggs because obviously those prices are through the roof. Utilities to gas. The prices are up. up, 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 up. And Pella can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing those drafty, old, stinky windows and doors. And they can do it in as little as six weeks. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella windows and doors. Lock in those prices by February 28th, and you can get 0% interest for up to 48 months. Visit PellaWI.com today. Certain restrictions do apply. Yesterday we posted our uh, Guasmotes. Is that what we went with? The greatest Wisconsin sports moment of all time. Yeah, I saw Kelly Sheffield threw one at us that I think we maybe looked over. It is 100% in play. We will see what Kelly and other respondents said next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You and me and the bottle of wine and I'll hold you tonight. We got lots and lots and lots of responses to our question of the Guasmotes. Greatest Wisconsin sports moment of all time. Now, look. That acronym do, doesn't really ring off the tongue. It does it? not. No. Uh, no, it does not roll off the Is tongue at all. Is there a better one? Are we missing something? No, you're, I think it's very consistent with what we do here, that we're not We're not real great at the uh, acronym game. Great oh, at the analogy. No, great at the analogy game. No doubt. Your, your analogy game is the best in the business. Uh, Cowherd's uh, good. I'll give Coward credit on it. I don't analysis. listen to his program, so I'll have to take your word for it. But our acronym game is spotty at best. This is not the first time we've had an awkward You know what really acronym. got me with uh, acronyms was back uh, when I, I used to like NASCAR with Dale Earnhardt, you uh-huh. know, old number three, what a, what a sure. warrior. Oh, yeah. And he couldn't win Daytona. And I saw somebody put on a T-shirt, D-A-L-E, so like Dale, Dale, another losing, or Daytona, another losing experience. And I thought, boy, that's clever. And that always got me interested in the acronym game when it comes to sports because they're fun and it makes you be creative. And he couldn't win. So you put him on a sign. He couldn't win Daytona. And then finally, one year, he ended up winning it. And then that shirt kind of became defunct. Um,. Yeah, usually if a game is on ABC or NBC back in our youth, people would use the letters of the network that the game was on in their sign in the stands yeah. in hopes of getting on television, yeah. which was a savvy and, and maneuver. Of course, our greatest uh, acronym is Nutwhack. 
as you guys are well, well. Correct, which, again, never underestimate the heart of a champion. That's a good one. I still Nut don't whack. know where the W sound comes from in it, which would lead to me saying what I earlier did, which is our acronym game is spotty at best. Fair. Acronyms aside, this was a great discussion and a lot of responses. Now, first of all, let's be honest. As you said yesterday, and if you missed Tausch saying this, you can hear it on Wisconsin On Demand, presented by Grubel Offices. One call, that's all. Thanks to David and his team for supporting the show and for supporting Wisconsin On Demand, Grubel Offices. One call, that's all. You said it's generational. It totally for sure. is. Yep. Uh, I was not alive for the Ice Bowl. I would still pick the Ice Bowl. Quarterback sneaked by Bart Starr. So did Homer, which I don't know what that says about me, but there are lots and that lots of the ones to defining, be in the discussion. That would be the defining uh, play of that era. And that era, I don't think, will ever be trumped in Wisconsin sports. I don't know if you're ever going to have that kind of success, that sustained, that great at that high of a level, ever. So I think the Lombardi era will always, even another two generations from now, the books will read and say, boy, that was the the golden era of Wisconsin sports, and that play probably would be the symbol of that. And, and again, this is also the key word here, or the key letter in the acronym is M, moment. Moment. So it's not, oh, the 1982 playoff run by the Brewers. But like, you got to pick a moment. The moment has to lead to a championship, I believe. I don't think, because, yes... These moments are all legendary, but the real legendary stuff comes from a team that is never forgotten. And for as much as you who chronicle 28 years of teams, you'll have snippets and stories of everything. The teams that people remember and that car dealerships have back and you, you, you have signings and all this other stuff are the ones that get it done. It's not the ones that, oh, you had a nice little season, you went, Eleven and five, and you you made a play, you won one playoff game. It's the ones the moment has to lead to something big. Yeah, that Antonio Freeman catch the did. I can't believe what is the Al Michaels. I can't believe what I just saw or whatever no, it was. That's that's Jack Buck. He did, he what? did what? It is a great moment. And had we ended up going on and winning a Super Bowl, that would have been a key. It would have been one of those moments that we remember. We still remember it, but it doesn't lead to the next step. You have to win it all in order to really validate the moment. Sorry, I wasn't listening. The TV behind you is doing a commercial for Hot Pockets on ESPN, and it's very mesmerizing. (laughs) This is what happens when you're in the studio. All right, so we've gotten a bunch of responses here. Not all have led to championships, which is what you were just saying. Like, for instance, our old buddy Evan Cohen who you can hear and who is one of our wonderful vice presidents. He's a vice president He's now, right? a big dog. I don't know exactly what that uh, is. You hear him uh, all across speak of big dog, Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM. Uh, he, he, like me, is a Dick Bennett stan in an enormous way. So he used the Badgers reaching the Final Four in 2000. That did not lead to a championship. In fact, none of the Badgers' final four trips led to championships. How does that influence how you view those? 
Well, I mean, you in the moment, they're awesome. And I think Final Fours are con- the- pseudo-championships. They are. In their own right, they are. Uh-huh. But they're not. But they're not. But, but they, they kind are. of are. They're regional championships. It's very tricky. But I think most sports fans of Wisconsin would look at that Final Four or the Kaminsky-Brust-era Final Fours as big deals. The Kentucky win... I don't know if you could get a more exciting. If you love the University of Wisconsin, it's as got good as it got. Got a lot of that. Got a lot of that. It got. It's as good as it got. But winning a championship through that is will trump all of these other ones, and that's why I think the Milwaukee Bucks with the value oop and all, you know the block and all of the other stuff that were those big plays that swung games that were allowed you to win a championship. They're not as dramatic, maybe, even though those plays were, as the Jared Cook catch or the Hail Mary that Rodgers threw. But you remember the teams that get it done. You don't necessarily – nobody could tell you much about that 2000 team with Antonio Freeman's catch. It was a great moment. The Jared Cook game down in Dallas, that's a great game. You won, but then you lost the next week. And it's kind of Badly. what was the what was the moment. So I think that's what makes this kind of an interesting conversation topic and one that you can debate and kind of beat around and figure out what what makes that big moment. Is it just the one time or does it have to bring you something bigger? So to your point about championships and about being generational. Back to back responses to the tweet on the Wilde Tausch Twitter feed. Pat says, 94 Rose Bowl. I was a UW student at the time, and it was pure fantasy land. Yeah, the Daryl Bevel touchdown run is the moment of that game, right, that everyone remembers. Because he wasn't really a running quarterback, and he runs for a huge touchdown. And they win the game. They have a Rose Bowl championship. Not a national championship, but a Rose Bowl championship. Then on the very next reply, we get Michael who says... The Milwaukee Braves beating the New York Yankees in the 1957 World Series. I bet that was fun. I, I bet it was, with a bunch of very natally attired gentlemen in the crowd with suits and fedoras. But that's not on my list because I have no idea. I don't know. I know very little about that series. You have to be of a certain age. Maybe you were a kid at the time. But you remember that like I remember the 82 World Series team that didn't win. And lost game seven in St. Louis with the Brewers. So you're right about generational. You're right about championship. So do we have to... I don't think we have to apologize to Kelly Sheffield. Because it's not like we ignored his. We never really got to the Wisconsin ones yesterday. We only did Aaron Rodgers ones yesterday. That's true. If you recall. No, there's But no he apologies. gave us a thinking emoji. He did. And some video of his team that won the championship. Uh, Sydney's been wandering around the house with her signed UW volleyball with Dana Retke's autograph on it. And I've been telling her, I wish you'd stop bumping and setting that because I think that might be worth something. But he's right. That deserves to be in the conversation. There's no doubt about it, especially if you are thinking about Badger moments I'll tell you in what, the last There's nobody years. that covered Wisconsin's women's volleyball team locally more than we did, uh, at least on our, on our airwaves. <laughs> 
Um, fair. Uh, also, I did cover them when they were going to uh, NCAA tournaments under John Cook, who they then went on to beat for a championship. So, Tausch, if you have to pick one, what are you picking? Because we never pinned you down. Again, we spent all of our time yesterday with this topic on Rodgers. And we talked about the Jared Cook throw. We talked about the Hail Marys, everything else. If you're picking one flat out, though, what are you picking? Because I think uh, if, we're, if, we're, if we're removing anything from before you were born, okay, so let's take the ice bowl out of it and Favre sneak, or Favre sneak, uh, Bart Star sneak, because none of us on this panel were alive, and Molly's baby definitely wasn't yet because he or she is arriving in the coming days. I would probably have to say the bevel touchdown because I was a student too. And that was a really big deal. That's probably what I would pick. Uh, yeah, I'm picking, uh, Sam Decker hitting the three ball to kind of clinch it against Kentucky just because the emotional ride that that took us on was my favorite. One of my favorite weekends as a fan was that. So you could look at the Super Bowl run and the, the game down in Atlanta and, you know, Tremont's pick. There's a lot of moments that do it. But for me, just the fandom that I had and where it, it really comes down to what are you most passionate about as a fan. That was where I was at that point in my life. It could change now. Now it's probably, you know, the Madison Capitals 2010 team beating a number three L.A. Kings team last year down in Dallas. And a huge win. Great win and yeah. a great time at the country cow, cow concrete cowboy whatever it was. After. Without your pants, uh, no, wearing I had pants. shorts. No, I had pants. I think I, I don't know if I had maybe cargo shorts on. Uh, it's just it changes as you go. But I think from a Wisconsin sports fan standpoint, you have a bunch of moments, especially the last thirteen years. You don't have a ton of championship moments that you can parlay it with. And I think that's why there's a little bit of frustration. There have been great moments, but there's been more heartbreak and heartache than there have been great moments. Molly, what are you picking? What are you gonna what are you gonna tell your little baby about someday? About I remember when uh, I would say I remember when my heart sank when Giannis hyperextended his knee. I believe it was against the Hawks during that finals run. And then just being like Oh my gosh, like this is over. This whole thing is done. They're not winning a championship, nothing. And then he comes back, and then obviously in game six, scores 50 points and they win. I think that's just the most recent one that comes to my brain and one that I probably will never forget. Way to combine the disappointment and the fear of <laughs> the championship run being over with the championship run actually happening. Uh, we've got a bunch of other responses too that we want to get to. Plus, we will talk a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. We've gotten pretty far without really focusing on him today. Um, but Jason Fitz, not to be confused with your guy Fitzy, Ian Fitzsimmons, big fan of the show. Work in XFL games last night, Ian was. I, I believe he probably was off his show. You're fortunate that I didn't do the show because I probably wouldn't be in this good of a mood. <laughs> I, I think we're all fortunate that you didn't do a show. Uh, you're also fortunate if you've made the switch to Associated Bank because you have experienced the best customer service 
in the industry. And if you haven't made the switch, now's the perfect time to do it, especially if you're a Brewers fan because they've got tickets to Brewers opening day on Monday, April 3rd. Two tickets for you if you sign up for Brewers checking right now. you got to do it before the end of the month, which gives you four days, including today. So you better do it. ASAP. Check out AssociatedBank.com slash Brewers to find out more. A few more of your guasmotes, and then we'll hear from Jason Fitz. That's all still ahead. It's Wilde and Tapsh. A few more of your guasmotes. And here's one that I had not thought about. But I remember it vividly, and he is a friend of our show. A good friend of our show. Like, anytime we want to talk speed skating or growing up in West Dallas or really any topic, this guy could talk about it. It's our old buddy Dan Jansen. And him winning a gold medal after his falls that he experienced in the Olympics. Bonnie sent that one in. That's a really good one. Now, again, that's a niche story. And it's not as big as Clay Matthews forcing a fumble in Super Bowl 45. So it doesn't get quite as much space in your memory bank. But kind of like Tausch, when you think about Kelly Sheffield's point, if these, especially if these are things that you are passionate about, these are, it's not even close. You're not even thinking about the other ones. But it, it, is, it does have a niche in Wisconsin sports history that not everyone appreciates. Yeah, I mean, I think if you, if you look at this from a statewide standpoint, it's going to be something Packer-related will win. And then if it's not, the, you know, the fact that we have not seen a championship from the Green Bay Packers in 13 seasons, going on 13 seasons starting next year. The Bucks just got one a couple years ago, and it's been 50 years if all things reek, well, I think more people probably, just because I think there's more Packer fans than our Bucks fans, if the Milwaukee Brewers could ever figure out a way to do it and find a way to win mm-hmm. a World Series championship, it would, I think, blow everything else out of the water from a statewide standpoint. Because the Packers have done it 13 times, four in the Super Bowl era, the Brewers have not. And... If they could figure out a way to do it, especially against the odds being a small market team and things aren't quite as equal, it would, I think, be the biggest. It would win this contest hands down if that does happen. It doesn't matter. I don't even know what would have to happen. There'd be something. Somebody would hit a home run or do something big, and that moment would go to the top of the list because right now I think we feel like that's never going to happen. Corbin Burns... World Series clinching perfect game after getting less than he wanted in arbitration. And the Brewers bring out a $750,000 check and hand it to him after they do it. Like the publisher's clearinghouse. Uh, Bob the Badger guy. Oh, this one's easy. The Badgers winning by 12 points against Iowa on Wednesday this week. I didn't think there was any way that team could beat anyone that by double digits. That was a good digits. moment. I'll give you that. It was a very, very <laughs> good moment for all of us that are hoping they find a way to sneak into the tournament. Uh, so there's a lot of other ones we got, and, and I like some of the obscure ones that you don't think of right away, but you're like, ooh, that was a great moment. 
Uh, there's one from the Favre era that I haven't seen mentioned other than by Ritter. County who says, Stadium. Closing out County Stadium. No, but that's another one that's that was really a good. good one. Right after Holmgren told him, under no circumstances should you run. Do not run. And he dives across the goal line. That's a great picture from the Milwaukee Journal at the time as well. Um, Favre to Sharp against the Detroit Lions in their first playoff game. They're at uh, the Pontiac Silverdome. He breaks open. Favre makes the throw. That is, when you think about where that team had been, and then they finally make the playoffs, and then they win that game, that's a great moment in 1993. So that one deserves discussion. Uh, The other one that I thought I really liked from John, not that we revel in anyone's disappointment, but seeing Favre lose with the Vikings against the Saints in the NFC Championship game, I love him, but those were some hard years after he left. Uh, If you loved Brett Favre like Jesse did, if you hated Brett Favre for weaseling his way to the Vikings, him throwing that interception against the Saints and Vikings fans who had been crowing about, thank you, Ted Thompson, for giving us Brett and everything else, to see them experience the same heartbreak that you as a Packers fan had experienced with him that was pretty good. Schadenfreude uh, at its best. For sure. A lot of Schadenfreude listening to uh, Paul Allen's deal. Awesome. I don't think. Do you think he weaseled his way to Minnesota? I do, yes. But what did you want? I, I guess looking back uh, at I'm, it. I'm going to retire again, but just if you don't mind, if you'd give me my release, because uh, I'm not really retiring. I'm trying to get to the Vikings. Yeah, but, so. Uh, the Jets accommodated. You know what? I, I was too close to this at the time. It, it was too, um, I think, too close to the scenario, so I couldn't rationally look at it. Uh-huh. Now that I look at it rationally, he should have been able to go where he wanted to go. The Packers didn't want him anymore. So I actually kind of look at this in a different light now than I did then. I don't think he weaseled his way. I think he worked the system the way he needed to, and he had to go do a year's penance with the New York Jets. He weaseled. Weaseled. It's not weaseled. It's weaseled. working the system, Jason. I I actually I don't want to defend this whole deal because it bothered me at the time. I still don't like how that all played out. But why didn't why shouldn't he have done what he did? Dude, he came back to camp. And disrupted your entire 08 season. I not understand. because he wanted to be your teammate I again. understand. But because he wanted them to be so uncomfortable with his presence that they would release him so he could and go to worked. the Vikings and shove it up your you-know-what. And it worked. It didn't. They derailed him for a year. They put a poison pill in the trade. That poison pill wasn't very good. It didn't work very well. No. <laughs> All right. We'll move on from our guasmotes. And we'll get to... Whether another quarterback wants to weasel his way to Las Vegas. Jason Fitz says, uh, 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 our friend formerly of Spain and Fitz. Now he's got his own show, a different show, but he's a big Raiders fan and he says, no thanks. We'll hear from him next. It's Wilde and Tausch. When I heard this, it gave me pause. Me too. 
Because I guess I thought, and I understand, and I've said this many times, fan bases are not homogeneous groups. They're not all in the same agreement. You can't say the Packers fan base wants to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. The Chiefs are probably homogeneous about Patrick Mahomes. It's probably true. I bet you the Cincinnati Bengals fan base is homogeneous about Joe Burrow. Okay, well, most fan bases. I aren't. bet Josh Allen's fan base in Buffalo is pretty homogeneous. Mm, no, they I are. don't know. He turns the ball over a lot. <laughs> he does, but I think people love it. I don't think people are. So I just gave you three examples that are incredibly homogeneous. I think that's the right word you're looking for. I don't know. Well, it's, it is the word I was looking for because I used it. But uh, they are not uh, unanimous when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no. Uh, keeping or trading them, they're probably closer to being unanimous about getting rid of them. But I assumed, and we know what happens when you do that, that teams that would be interested in Aaron Rodgers that have wandered in the quarterbacking wilderness for an extended period would be homogeneous, unified in their, hey, Bring on Aaron Rodgers. I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of crummy quarterback play. There's a future Hall of Famer. So whether you're a Jets fan, whether you're a Raiders fan, I thought, oh, okay. Well, people will all be on board with this. Mm-hmm. Mm, not so much. So our buddy Jason Fitz, he is a friend of show, and more importantly, you can hear him all across ESPN radio. Have you ever hosted with him? Because you, you know, you've got a lot of shifts in with the ESPN uh, folk. I maybe I can't guarantee, but I think I have. Yes. Uh, so he joined Fitz and Harry, which had to be confusing. Two Fitzes at once. No, 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 no. I joined Fitz and Harry. Ian Fitzsimmons is not part of this. This is his show. Fitzy. Jason Fitz. Oh. There you go. I misunderstood. Sorry. Right. So so wait, is, this isn't a clip of you Boy, talking, right? Uh I asked the question. So Oh, like, he's hey. answer, you went on their show and you asked a question? Yes. yes. Oh, this is very perplexing. Boy, it's so fun when you screw up. I'm not it gonna is. bury you I know like you, you do that. what other people do. I'm not gonna like mince words, but yeah, you were wrong on this. But yes I was. And it surprised me. Like, yeah, the difference. Shocked. The difference is I admi immediately admit I was wrong, so it doesn't give you as big of an opportunity to bury me. So here is Jason Fitz responding to Mark Tauscher on Fitz and Harry, which has nothing to do with Ian Fitzsimmons. Correct. Here's Jason Fitz on the idea of Aaron Rodgers to his favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Mark Tauscher, as always, we appreciate your expertise, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with us. You got it, Fitz. I'm a little surprised you're not pushing for this Raiders trade a little bit more. You being the big Raiders. I, I he doesn't want him. I don't want him. I don't want him. Wow. I, uh, yeah, what's, what, but, yeah, all right, you give us Aaron Rodgers for a year. What's that going to make us? The third best team in the AFC West for one year. Then, then I'm going to have to sit here and wait a year from now for him to come out of the darkness from four days to decide he doesn't want to be in the black hole anymore. I don't need that in my life. I need a real long term. <laughs> I'm done with one night stands. I need, I need a real commitment from somebody. Did you respond? I Is did. that the end of the audio? I did. I don't That's know. all I got. I came There's from Jesse. more audio. I believe I put a Beyonce reference in there. Like, There's more good stuff. Put a rig on it. But that blew my mind. I knew, you know, 
working with Fitz a little bit and understanding he is a monster Raiders fan. Yeah. And the fact that they got also rid of Derek Fiddle Carr. Player. Yeah, Fiddler. Fiddler on the roof. I was shocked that he wouldn't want that opportunity to have him and Devontae back together. Yes! So I was agape. My mouth was agape when that happened. And then I started thinking, you really think he's only the third best? Uh, Everybody loves Justin Herbert. A talented cat, no question. But come on. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback for this coming season than Justin Herbert. Let's stop crowning that kid. He still has a long way to go. He's good. I would like to have him as a future quarterback. He's got a longer shelf life, so I'm not saying the Chargers would trade. and want to, I get that they'd keep him, but for one year, like let's get serious. And I understand Raiders fans can sit there and say, well, I don't know if I really want him for one or two years. It reminds me of the when Mac hired Fickle. Well, he's just going to leave for Ohio State, and I was had to be slapped into submission and said, you know what, if he does that great – that that's the case, I'm willing to roll the dice to have those two or three great years, and so be it. How Raider fans can't look at it the same way with the fact they haven't been to they were to the playoffs last two years ago, and before that it was forever? Mm-hmm. Like, get over yourselves. Come on, Fitz. Take Come a Fitzy. chance. You're in Vegas, and you're not going to roll the dice? What are you sitting in Henderson uh, nice. and just gonna live out in the suburb? And just play your little. I'm just gonna do. Come on, Fitz, roll Summerlin. the dice yeah. and let's see what Rogers shakes up. I wanted back in Green Bay, and I was shocked that Fitz didn't want him in Vegas. Yeah. What they want to go with Stidham? It, okay, build it up. Are you kidding yeah. me? Okay, build it up, and you know what? You have a crappy year next year. You know what? Ziggler and old boy McDaniel, they're gone. And yep. then what are you going to do? Reset again? You got to come on. Get the dice and roll them, baby. What are you thinking if you're in Las Vegas? <laughs> Just make sure you know what you've bet in case the pit boss comes and wants to take some of your chips. Uh, Tausch, Touché. sounds to me like Fitzy should crack open a Coors Light and chill a little bit because uh, he may need to rethink his opinion. Uh, his position based on what the Raiders have endured. Uh, yeah, he needs to, and he probably, I should probably grab a Coors Light right now because it is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lager, cold filtered, and it is cold packaged, so it is made to chill. The mountains on Coors Light's cold activated bottles and cans, they turn blue. That's when you know it is chilled to perfection. That's why it is Coors Light in my head when I need a moment to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, so literally... Since last Friday, I think this is when this story posted from bold Rob Domofsky. Are you not shocked that he is not, that Fitz, one of the biggest Raiders Totally fans. shocked. It blew my mind. We don't want him? Do you think there's Jets fans that feel that I way too? I legit had to think, well, then do we want him? And my answer is 100% yes, but I'm in the minority by a pretty significant chunk. Well, I, I definitely among the Packers fan base. I would well, be curious. Yeah, that's uh, right. who we're talking Hold about. on. No, but well, you, asked, you asked a question before that. Um, is Fitzy in the minority among Raiders fans? And would a Fitzy New York equivalent living in Long Island instead of off the strip 
would he be in the minority saying that he doesn't want Rodgers with the Jets? Like, I'd be curious, because those are fan bases that we obviously don't know as well as the Packers fan base. Are there more Fitzies out there in New York and Vegas about the idea of Rodgers than we think there would be? That's what it made me wonder. We'll circle back to that. And maybe we won't get to Rob's piece that Jesse has been pushing on the show for over a week. We'll find out together when we kick off the 10 o'clock hour, and we'll do that in two minutes. It's Will Dean's house.